Hello, welcome once again to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm right here. And conspicuous by her absence, she's feeling a little bit under the weather today, the brain Emily Merkel. And also, you guys may or may not have noticed pretty quickly here, is um, somebody, I'm not going to name names, Mike, forgot the camera to record our YouTube show today. You're really just going to throw that on me? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. It was me. I forgot it, okay? I forgot to bring our recording equipment to the studio today, so unfortunately this YouTube clip is just going to be of our beautiful logo, so just accept it and bear with us, and I promise next week you'll see our beautiful faces and possibly a new IAR champion. I don't know. Maybe there could be a thing. I don't know. I've been hearing some rumblings. I heard some people shooting back that something happened between you and M. I'm not sure. I don't even know if you remember. Do you even remember I, I what don't. the heck happened? I don't. I don't know what happened. It was weird. All I know is that Zebros is the official belt maker of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. That's all I know. That's all I know, too. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm hoping to get a shot at the title one way or another. I don't know. Okay. But all right. So we've got so much to go over today, though, Mike. We've got, you know, the Detroit Tigers officially kicking off 2019. We've got another Mark Zone mock draft corner. We've got the NFL League meeting stuff. we got some Stafford trade rumors. And we're going to finish it off with some WrestleMania uh, slash G1 Supercard preview here um stay tuned though later in the week guys we're also gonna be doing a quick hitter episode for our wrestlemania slash nxt slash g1 supercard predictions so please stay tuned for that on a future episode they'll probably be coming out later this week but let's jump right into it man tigers 2019 um their home opener is going to be later this week. Yeah. Um, we're firmly in a rebuilding mode. We've talked about it at, at nauseum, but we are. We're, we're officially on that path. Lots of different guys, lots of young guys. They brought in some key veterans, especially in the pitching staff. Um, just just from the onset for you, who are you most interested in seeing? Is it a young guy? Is it a veteran that you're hoping to bounce back like Miggy? Give me a guy that you're really looking at to say, okay, not so much depending on where this season is going to go. We all know, kind of know where this season is going to yeah. go, but who's somebody you're interested in paying attention to as the season progresses? Um, I'm actually very interested in our pitching rotation as a whole. Okay. Um, there's quite a – it's a big mix between young guys and veteran guys. Um, guys like Matt Moore and Daniel Norris, to mm-hmm. name a few, to see how they interchange into the pitching rotation. Right. With Jordan Zimmerman, as he was the starting pitcher and actually won his first game. Yeah, hey, right. And went about, what, seven innings? Yep, perfect. scoreless. Yep, scoreless innings. So, I mean, it didn't look so bad. So, I guess we could see how that works out through mm-hmm. the year. I'm also, I want to see where uh, Castellanos, if he stays as a Tiger mm-hmm. through the season. Um, so, that's something to keep an eye on also. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I look at, I look at him. He's that. I know they were looking to trade him in the off season. They didn't really see the kind of response I think that they were expecting for a younger guy. Yeah. I think if he has a big season as expected, I mean, he's not JD Martinez in the power department. No. So I think if you're looking to get something similar to that, you're not going to get that. Um, I think he could be a foundational building block for a team. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the what the reaction would be or what the what the, uh, the compensation would be mm-hmm. for him. Um, I'm looking at a guy too, like Josh Harrison, coming in yeah. playing second base for you. He's on a one year deal. I love the pitching rotation with with Ross and Matt Moore both on short term deals. You're hoping you can turn them into something like a Mike Fires did last year, where mm-hmm. somebody will try to trade for him at the end of the trade deadline. Hoping to maybe make a World Series a playoff push, even though they're not going to be around the team the next year. Hoping to kind of set that, keep 
keep the rebuilding fires going here and being able to get they don't need to be top prospects but solid prospects that you can develop you know and put mm-hmm. that into that farm system i think the tigers have done a fantastic job of really kind of revitalizing the whole farm system and having some pieces now in the minors that okay you can really see these guys really working their way up and that you're excited that you're excited about um but what, give me a thing, give me something that you want to see out of the team as a whole, right? We'll get into our predictions for a minute as far as a win-loss total, but give me, just give me something that you're looking forward to. Is, is it, you want to see them be more competitive, but still wind up losing? Do you want to see them tank it out completely and just make sure we get the first pick again? Do we want to, uh, do you want to see them at least, like, maybe try to make a playoff push somehow, some way? <laughs> I mean, I know that's crazy to say that right now. We scored, th- what, three runs and... Four games. Four games, so it seems like. So it's kind of ridiculous. But give me something you want to see out of this team um, as a whole. Um, I would love to see a lot more competitiveness. I want to see these guys develop is a big thing. Just like in the Red Wings, how I say that, like, I just want to see them start developing. You're in the rebuilding phase for a reason, so I want to see these guys start to develop. The problem is when they don't develop, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to get very nervous. If they keep their batting averages under 300, right. and the pitching, you know, Zimmerman looked great in the right. first game, and the next game he lets up six runs, and yeah, exactly. then the pitching right. rotation is not as good, and right. then it's you're just looking at it, and you're like... I just want to see improvement. Yeah, that's exactly. All, that's all you want to see. It's just I think that's a great, I think that's a great point because when you're when you're looking at this team, it's great on paper to have you know a lot of these you know quote unquote top prospects, right? But at the end of the day, if these prospects aren't turning into stars mm-hmm. and you know foundational pieces for your franchise, at the end of the day. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything yeah. for you. So I agree with you. I think a guy like Daniel Norris, you know, he's starting out in the bullpen. That that's something where I, we need to figure out what where he's going to be at. Right. Yeah. That's a kind of that's one of those guys. You know, Michael Fulmer. He's going to be out all year. But you know, wh- what's he going to be like in 2020? Is he even going to be a Tiger in 2020? Yeah. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of things here that you're looking at and going, okay. There's very few pieces on this team that are guaranteed right now, yes. besides Cabrera being here because of his albatross of a contract. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't need to necessarily see wins. Right. I, not, yeah, exactly. You like, just want to see, like, wow, we have a good, like, little set of guys yeah. here. Like, then, you look you know? at the Lions last year, mm-hmm. you could look at it and you go, wow, they were 5-11, and 6-10-ish. But, like, when you can look at, like, the next couple years where we could be, right. like, you have, you're starting to see the pieces fall into place and mm-hmm. stuff. That's mm-hmm. the stuff I want to see with the Tigers is I right. want to see, you know, wow, now we have our for sure starting left fielder. Like, we got that locked up. Mm-hmm. Wow, we have two really good infielders now, like, locked up. Like, right, exactly. Those are the stuff I want to start yep. seeing develop. Young next guys season. that are playing pivotal roles that are finally kind of coming, coming into in, their own yeah. and fleshing out their spot in the rotation yep. or in the lineup. I agree with you 110%. Give me, give me a win total. Give me – what do you think this – I mean, every – single national you know pundit out there has got us winning what 60 games yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so, so the under the over under was set at us at 68 and a half 68 and a half yeah so right. based on that would you take the over or under i'm gonna say over but barely i think they win like 75 Seven. <laughs> oh, i was gonna i was gonna say maybe 70 70 yeah. yeah i think it's gonna be i think that this team will we were talking about this before we came on air. It's going to be one of those years, I feel like, where we're going to win like five in a row and everyone's going to be like, hey, all right, we're winning five yeah. in a row. And then later on, it's going to be, oh, okay, well, now we've lost seven in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think like, we're going to be able to like split and or beat some series mm-hmm. of some bad teams. Right. And then the really good teams, we might win one out of three or one out of four. Yeah. But I think when you can add up the total to all those, like you play like, what, like 50 series or something yeah. through the course of the season with exactly. 162 games. 
you'll probably end up around the 70-75 range. Yeah, I'm not I'm not looking at something to where I'm not looking for playoffs. I'm not looking for 500. I think the ceiling is kind of that's me being optimistic about this team. I know we're not going to be good, right? No. I'm expecting a drought of all right, we've lost 10 in a row. Like I'm yes. expecting that, right? Like that's, you know, something I'm not necessarily afraid of. But to your point, right, if we're keeping things close and you see pieces starting to develop, you see guys that you're hoping are going to be big parts of your franchise going forward, then, you know, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. and if we have some of these couple, these short-term veteran signings kind of pan out, I think this team will be better than some people think. Um, and especially with Miguel Cabrera back in the lineup. I know he's older, but... I mean, he's still one of the yeah. best hitters in the game. Even if he throws, if you throw him in a DH, right? Helps exactly. You, it helps you exactly. Than that, so. Right. I'm I'm totally Can't with you. Wrong. So we'll obviously we'll monitor that. We're not gonna guys. I know that the 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 Tiger season is so long. We're not gonna talk about individual series. It's just not gonna happen. No. We have we don't do the show that often. We don't have enough time to go over individual series. But something major happens. They're on a big streak, winning or losing, what have you. Right. We'll obviously touch on it. But don't expect every single. Oh well, they played the Yankees. This this weekend let's talk about that it's not happening I'm not, yeah. we're not a radio show we don't get we don't have that luxury of previewing every single series and talking about everything that happens day in and day out plus i don't think you'd want that for yeah exactly now. that'd be really boring i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> it's like, gonna oh, be, gonna... and they lost again great you know <laughs> they lost three in a row the yankees <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, great. what do you talk about but obviously we'll watch the team as it goes we'll we'll kind of give our observations especially all-star break trade deadline that kind of stuff but let's go right in now we're going to shift from baseball we're going to go right into the merc zone mock draft corner mike's been looking at one he says that it's going to give me a small stroke so i'm really yeah. excited for that um all right so give me the site that you're getting this from and who wrote it and yep. then we'll kind of go from there so i'm using the latest three round draft from mike or matt miller okay from bleacher report okay this was made on the 25th of march okay so after this it was like five days ago okay so we're gonna do it like we did last week the first seven picks sure i'm gonna have you guess and then eight worlds round, and mm-hmm. then you can see who they pick. All and right. then we'll go through some other notable names and stuff. All right, sounds good. So, number one, they keep their pick. Arizona goes Kyler Murray? He does. All right. I was going to say, if he's not going Kyler Murray, then I'm just going to be really annoyed by this whole thing. Yeah. And it's just like, it, <laughs> you got to go. Sorry, guys. We're, we got the Tigers on the background, and we just saw the, the Blue Jays tie it against Joe Jimenez. So, those young guys that we were talking about earlier just yeah, already, already making me eat my words. Maybe we can't talk about Tigers. I don't Maybe. know. We just jinx it. <laughs> Buddy, but uh, all right, back to football. Okay. okay, so Kyler Murray's going one to Arizona. All right, give me uh, so give me... San Francisco will pick. They're going Bosa. They go Nick Bosa. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if if they don't, and and say Arizona goes one with Kyler Murray, and they don't, so for whatever reason, don't trade down. If they don't take Bosa, I'll be very confused because yeah. then I'm just gonna be like, okay, what do you do? What yeah. are you doing at that point? So all right, yeah. Then the Jets get the biggest steal ever. No kidding, right? And they don't need help. Come on, they're the Jets, right? They'll blow it. Yeah. Uh, so number three, who are you thinking? Um, I'm gonna say Josh Allen, but I think it could be Quinn and Williams too. So I'm gonna say Josh Allen. No. Uh, Josh Allen is correct. Yes. They do pick Josh Allen. All right, cool. They, oh, they, and they're in that spot too. Both of those guys, really, they're just gonna be thrilled. They got their quarterback last year. It's probably a good year this year for them to suck. Yeah. You know, but I think Josh Allen the pick. So that's good. Number four, Oakland Raiders keep their pick. This one might shock you, though. Mm, you say that's going to shock me. All right. Maybe. Rashawn Gary? Much. Nope. Okay. Um, uh, it is 
I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It was someone the line we've talked about before, the Lions picking in the mocks. Okay. And Oliver? Nope. Damn. Okay. I don't know. I got nothing. Who was it? Devin White. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Raiders yeah. picking Devin White number four. Huh. That's a little surprising, right? We've seen a lot of him to Detroit. We've seen a lot of yeah. him to Tampa at five. Um, it doesn't shock me necessarily now that I think about it, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, I mean, but they have Tahir Whitehead. I know. I mean, how could you dare? How can you go a, wrong? How could you take a linebacker when you have Tahir Whitehead yeah. on that team? I mean, we I mean, gave him God. up. You so see, they signed Luke Wilson too. They signed Luke Wilson. They have Tahir Whitehead and Nevin Lawson. So we're trying to take all the Patriots so, players. Yeah, right. So take all of our players. players. So why are they not the, you know, why are they not the, um, the California? Lions or something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. They might as well turn into them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Five, that is what? Tampa? Tampa. And who would they pick? Ooh. Well, okay. Well, Devin White's off the board for them. Uh, Quinn and Williams? They do pick Quinn and Williams. Wow. That's that's a, at five, you're pretty stoked if you're Tampa Bay. You, <laughs> yeah. you basically got your Gerald McCoy replacement mm-hmm. is what you got, which is awesome. Good for them, bastards. <laughs> so we've heard a lot of rumors about this Giants pick. It's we're assuming they're it's Haskins. T- we're assuming they take a quarterback. Yeah, it Who better be. I would assume it's Haskins. It is Haskins. Okay, good. But yeah. I've others also see other drafts that have them picking. Yeah, guys like Drew Locke. Yeah, or... I'm not. I'm, I don't believe that. I think that they need to. I saw a report out there today actually where they they're saying that they don't think Eli's done and they could extend him past 2020. Which, I mean, go ahead if you want to be that team and do that. Yeah, but that's fine. At the end of the day, don't if you, you you need a quarterback, take your quarterback right, and you need to go and you need to help your all star running back while he's still on a rookie deal. Yeah. And I, I don't know what Gettleman's doing, but it, it needs to be a quarterback here. It, you passed up last year. You passed up Darnold, and you're looking like an idiot right now for passing him up because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. So, and you let the Jets of all teams take him. So you leave <laughs> the only other team in the NFL to ruin him. And it, it, it's got to be Haskins. Let's yeah. just go there. It's got to be a quarterback. I think Haskins is the second-best quarterback available. So, all right. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars pick. They should go receiver, but they're probably not going to. So, Juwan Taylor? They do pick Juwan Taylor. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. See, I don't get it, man. I really don't. You have nobody to throw the ball to. No, you have nobody to throw the ball to. Good luck, and Foles. you've got Nick Foles. Like, you just paid Nick Foles a crap ton of money, and you're not going to give him weapons. You know. That drives me nuts. I think the, whatever, dude. It's, that's... The best part is the Eagles got Howard from the Bears. Yes, I and know. I'm like... Why? Why? Like, well, right, yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't For a 2020 fifth rounder or sixth, sixth rounder? Yeah. yeah, I don't understand. That's, that's I saw, I knew some national, some local radio stations here were mad the Lions didn't call, but the, the trading within the division is always a little bit sketchy, number one. Yeah. And two, if, you know, the Lions come in, hey, we want to, oh, no, I don't want to give him to you, right? Well, yeah. maybe we should keep him now because, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. it's stupid. I mean, but, if we could have gotten for a 2026. Oh, absolutely. I would have given him a 2024th at that round. Yeah. Jeez, but uh, it is what it is, All unfortunately. Right. So now the Lions are up. We're okay. on the clock. I want, I want Ed Oliver. That's who I want. I'm going to go on record right now. Every mock draft that we do, right, if it's not Ed Oliver, I'm going to be mad. Unless Quinn and Williams or Josh Allen falls to yeah. eight, I want Ed Oliver. He, he is... I, I, the more I watch, the more I hear, the more the, he killed it at his pro day, yeah. right? I do think they're going to go defense. I do think they're going to go somebody who's going to be impactful. I think he's the guy. He is not the guy. In ah, all right. Well, is it Montez Sweat? It is not Montez Sweat. It's not Rashawn Gary. It is Rashawn no, Gary. No, <laughs> Going number eight on. to the Detroit Lions. The, uh, <laughs> oh, it sucks so bad. Oh. The, 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 he's the one guy that I have heard the most connected to the Lions, with probably the exception of Greedy Williams, 
he is one of the one guys that I've already said since the onset of this whole process, I do not want Detroit taking. Yeah. I don't want them going near him with a 10-foot pole because when, when you look at a guy like him, the production's not there at mm-hmm. Michigan. He was not an impact player. I don't care what anybody says. You know, he wasn't, right? Yep. I would much rather, like, if they took Devin Bush, right, mm-hmm. I would be upset because I feel like that's too high. But I'd be much happier about that than them taking Rashawn Gary. I mean, yeah. you look at that defense and what happened in big games, he wasn't there to be found. Mm-hmm. He was not impactful. He didn't change the game. You're a top ten pick. You need to change the game for me. Yeah. That's why I like Ed Oliver. I think he can play inside, can play outside. I think, he, I think with the defensive lineman that you already have, mm-hmm. You're you're getting him at a discount, which basically I look at as okay. Then cut Trey Flowers' contract in half. That's what you're paying for two quote unquote major pieces to your yeah. defense, right? I uh, that that would really bu- to say that that would bum me out a lot mm-hmm. would bum me out a lot, a lot, a lot. Like Ebron levels a bummer. Like when they drafted Eric Ebron, I was so bummed out because I was like, they're not going to take a tight end. They're not going to do it. I was like pounding my fist, and then they did it so eagerly, I might add, and it was a total and utter disaster. So I was like, great. They take Rashawn Gary. You better be right. That's all I have yeah, to say. You better, you better be, be right, because if not, then I don't know. I don't have any faith. I've had faith in Bob Quinn up until this point. I will have very little faith. It, yeah. it, the rest of this draft's going to tell me if I'm a fan of Bob yeah. Quinn or not. So um, your boy Ed Oliver goes number twelve to the Packers. Of course he does, right? Yeah. And he becomes an all star, an all pro, yeah. and yeah. just destroys us for the next ten years. That's exactly. That's such a Lions thing to happen. It's not even funny, <laughs> right? And we'll be on the show twelve years now and be like, yeah, remember that when we said we should take Ed Oliver? Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? It's going to be something stupid. Yeah. Oh, it's so irritating i hate matt miller <laughs> uh dk metcalf is going to baltimore according to this that's draft. that's a lot of people that's kind of where they see him uh, i'm gonna be honest with you i wouldn't be upset if they took him no. I, I really wouldn't you need help at receiver no. he's a freak of nature just throw the ball and go i mean Honestly. i mean i i get it but it, it really if you're not loving marvin jones after this year you know him and galladay two massive human yeah. beings on the outside with hopefully a slot receiver in the second round. Hopefully. Uh, it would not be a slot receiver, <laughs> unfortunately. All right, all right. Give me uh, – all right, let's go move to the second round. Yeah, we're moving to the second round. <sighs> um, no big names. I guess Marquise Brown goes to Jacksonville in the second round. Okay, so that makes sense then, right? Yeah. Okay, they, they're going to take a guy that's fallen because of his injury who is who is a lot of people think is the, is the best receiver in this draft. So yeah. that does if that the way it falls, I'm not mad about Jacksonville then taking a tackle in round mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But at the same time, geez, dude, take a receiver. All right, so now we're picking at number 43, mm-hmm. and we are going to be taking Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama. So that's interesting because – couple things. Deontay Thompson is... Several people have several different reads on him. I have some people have him rated as a top two or three safety. Mm-hmm. Other people have him rated as the fifth safety. You know, fifth best safety in this draft. Yeah. So, there's a lot of mixed um, opinions on him. I don't know, with the second round pick though, I don't know if safety is necessarily the best position yeah. to go for. I mean, you really haven't fleshed out that tight end group, really. I mean, Logan Thomas, to me, does not scream, oh, that's great tight end signing. You know what I mean? I think you need tight end help. I think you need wide receiver help. I think you could use linebacker. I think you need an interior offensive lineman still. I feel like while I agree that it's going to be defense in round one, I don't know. So far, I'm really not liking this. this And I think think the thing that you're going to like even less 
is what Paris Campbell yeah. doesn't even go to the beginning of the third round. Yeah, see, that pisses me off because that's that's a guy to me that I look at and goes, okay, that's your replacement for Golden Tate, for yeah. real, a replacement for Golden Tate. Dude is fast. He's got great hands. I see him catching third and threes across the middle of the field all day long. Yeah. That's That, that pisses Who takes him? Um, if you say like Minnesota or something, Pittsburgh, of course, right? Yeah, see another guy with Juju, and then and that's see that's the thing though. That's all these guys that I've been looking at for the Lions to take, right? I feel like fit not only the the system, right, but they fill a specific need, right? With with a safety, I feel like it's a luxury pick, mm-hmm. right? If you have Tracy Walker who graded out really well last year, you've got Diggs, you sign this other dude still mm-hmm. um, that. What is it? I don't even know his name now, but the Adams or whatever that name is, that the guy from Tampa that they signed, right? Oh, He's yeah. your depth guy. So, with that being said, I don't understand why you're, you know, why you're taking a safety that high. I don't think the value is there. Now, in the third round, if he's somebody like they took Tyrell Crosby last year, mm-hmm. where he, in the sixth round, and they're like, wow, this value is just way too good to pass up, then fine. But rounds, at least one of those rounds needs to be an offensive player and somebody who's going to come in and start right mm-hmm. away. Whether it's interior offensive lineman, receiver, tight end, it needs to be one of those three spots. And another one you're not going to like is Green Bay takes Irv Smith, the pick right after us. Of course. Right? That's round. another guy, right? That's what I'm saying. So you took, you had, people are addressing their needs, right? Which that surprises me just a little bit though, because they still have Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't try to restructure his deal mm-hmm. in the offseason, because he's getting paid a crap ton of money. For nothing, so. (laughs) All right, give me round three. So round three, so as I said, the notable one is Paris Campbell going 66 to the Steelers. Jeez, I'd be so, oh man, I'd be so mad if he's Um, there in the second round. Take him and be done with it, make me happy. Unless he's got something outstanding where he beat up somebody or something Mm -hmm. like that, he kicked a puppy. I, I don't understand why you don't take him in round two. Um, and another interesting one, Mike Weber, the yeah. Ohio State running back, yeah. goes to Kansas City Chiefs in the third round. Hmm. Okay, that's that doesn't surprise me necessarily. Kind of getting but, like some backups. Yeah, for... but yeah, I feel like him and Carlos Hyde do a lot of the same things. Almost. Yeah. Maybe he's a little shiftier. I'm not sure, but that's an it's an interesting yeah. pick nonetheless. So uh, we pick number 88 in the third round, yep. and we will be taking linebacker. Sorry if I pronounced his name wrong. Yeah. Shalani Tavai from Hawaii. Okay. I hate this draft. <laughs> I'm just going to go straight up. I hate this okay. draft. Because you've not only now, you went defense, defense, defense. In the entire offseason, you went defense, defense, defense. Right? Yes. For the most part. Jesse James was standing. Yes. So I understand the need to go defense. I understand the need to want to make the defense the strength of your team. Mm-hmm. But with this draft, you're telling me two things. A, you're happy with what you have at wide receiver, which you should not be. You have no depth at wide receiver right now. It also tells me you're happy with your tight end room, which you should not be. And it also means that you didn't, you don't have a starting guard right now, too. Yes. So those three things to me... Like, listen, I'm all for building a great defense. Great defense is win championships. It's a stupid cliche, but it's the absolute truth. Yep. New England didn't win that game against the Rams this year with great offense. No. Okay? They shut down the quote-unquote best offense in the league you know, and held them to nothing. The game-winning play in Super Bowl forty nine right. was an interception by Malcolm Butler. Exactly. Right. So Brady was even on the field. Right. The amount of times the number one offense won the championship compared to the defense, it's pretty lopsided yep. for the most part. Right? So... With that being said, I'm perfectly content with the first pick being that. But the second and or third round, I'm honestly probably both, you did so much work defensively Mm -hmm. in free agency, and you addressed so many needs, I feel like now is the time, all right, I'm going to go get 
In the second round, I'm going to get a receiver, tight end. Third round, tight end, whatever you don't pick out of those two, or an interior offensive lineman. And then after that, best player available, yep. right? But then you have three impact players that are coming onto your team immediately. They're going to play for you and are going to make an impact, mm-hmm. right? I feel like that's why this draft is so important for Detroit and why I think they had to kind of go all in this year is where they're at as far as in the draft positioning mm-hmm. as well as their needs. It fits their needs extremely well. Deep tight end class, deep wide receiver class, deep defense. Mm-hmm. That's that's all things that you need, right? So, once again, it's one of those scenarios where you should be thankful, if you're a Lions fan, that you don't need a quarterback. Because if you have to take a quarterback round one, you have to limit your options now and insulate that man. Rather than, okay, I have my quarterback, now... Everything else is available to us. Mm-hmm. So, and we're gonna hit on some Stafford talk here in a minute. But yeah, I really hated that draft, Mike. I'm really bummed out. I know you told uh, me yep. that I was gonna be bummed out by it, yep. but you were very optimistic going into uh, yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, oh, it won't yeah, be that it's bad. Gonna, yeah, yeah, right. You're like, that's gonna be fine. Do it. And now I understand yeah. why you told me not to. Yeah, that was terrible. But okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna take a it's quick a break. Though. <laughs> I don't. Oh god, that really bummed me out really hard. I'd be texting you the entire time. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this team. I'm mad at them. But, all right, that's going to be it for part one of this week's episode. Be sure to stick around for part two. We got some league meeting stuff from the NFL, Stafford trade talk, WrestleMania weekend previews, all that and more coming up right after these messages from probably the brain. Who knows? Stick around. Hey, guys, this is Emily the brain just popping in to remind you in case we haven't said it enough yet that we are now live on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, and a ton of other streaming services. So anywhere you find your usual podcast, you should be able to find us. Uh, please check it out and give it a listen. All right, and welcome back to part two. Thanks, Em, for all that great knowledge. Once again, I do apologize that our video is not... You're not seeing our lovely, beautiful faces mm-hmm. this week. Um, we will obviously come back to you at you next week, but we'll make it up to you with a quick hitter episode later in the we week. Will. So I feel like that's a good trade-off. I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Give us a like, all that good stuff. But let's jump right in now. NFL had their league meetings. Um, lots of great content from both Patricia and Quinn. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's super, you know... You know, groundbreaking. But one thing that did come out of this, though, the there's a couple league rules. One is the defenseless uh, defender. Now they've made it illegal for like you know to come back on an offensive block, which is good. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that everyone's talked about, and how can you not talk about it? This new challenging of pass interference, both calls and non calls. So if you're a coach, right, you still have two challenges throughout yeah. the game. But if if you if there's a pass play that happens, you think there was a PI and they don't call it, you can challenge. If there was a PI, you don't think it was a PI, you can challenge, right? Now, obviously this is in complete reaction to the NFC title game. Um, I have a little bit, as Lions fans, as we are here, I'm a little bit irritated that this is coming in now, not a few years ago, when the Lions got screwed out of it. But hey, you know, if someone throws and complains enough, stuff will happen. Uh, Mike, I know you have tons of thoughts of it, so I'm going to scrap what we have as far as as what, what I wanted to ask you, and I just want you to go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Give me why you think it's a good or bad idea. Give me give me the Merc Zone take, because you're, okay. you're fuming already, I can okay, tell. Well, so just give me what you're thinking. So... On the basis of this point, mm-hmm. um, I think it's all awful. <laughs> um, it's absolutely a terrible idea for a multitude of reasons, I think. Yeah. So for the first reason, um, 
Hail Marys, right. what are you going to do? Yeah. Because It's going to be one untimed down now yeah. at like the two-yard line. Exactly, because yeah. it's a spot foul now, exactly. too. Exactly. So now you can... If, or it's a touchdown. Or it's a touchdown. It's Which, one of the two. Oh, but now, okay, it's going to benefit us as Lions fans a tad because if you have Stafford who can whip the ball 80 yards, yep. you can be at your own 20-yard line, throw that ball into the end zone. Mm-hmm. There's like the ball gets incomplete. Throw the challenge flag automatically. Might, right. might as well. Right. There's no reason not exactly. to at this point. Yep. And then you'll and then they'll go into frame by frame by frame like they do in uh, the mm-hmm. catching for the two feet. Or they go frame yeah, right. By frame. The, within two minutes, right? It has to be still by the booth. Yeah. But we both know. But because of what happened in yeah. the title game, it's going to be extra sensitive now. Yes. Which I think is going to result in less pi calls being made. In real time. On the field, which is also stupid. Yes, because I feel like, well, I don't know now. I don't want to be wrong, but now every time one happens, there's going to be a booth review or a challenge. Yes. It's any pivotal point in the game outside of two minutes. So people are complaining that the games are too long. This is going to take the games about another hour to finish, especially with the last five minutes of the game and all the passes that happened in that last five minutes It's not the the fact that coaches don't have more challenges. It's the fact that the booth... Is going to review more challenges, more, more of these stuff. calls than ever before yeah. because of this. Because now every time, say Patricia challenges one, doesn't get it right. Yeah. Then the next one they do, we ran out of challenges. Okay, but now every time one happens and it's close, up oh, gonna get the buzz and yeah. oh, hold on, previous play is under review, you know, and it's yeah. not a turnover, it's not a touchdown, it's just generic a play and all yep. of a sudden now you get off on the field on a big third down oh i don't know now yeah. and it's gonna I think, be stupid I think, and the biggest problem with it is like if they if they okay i think you should make a rule and i think this is going to come into play big time through the season they might change it mm-hmm. is you have to replay it in full speed because when you start going frame by frame and someone just like touches the guy on the arm right. he goes well he did touch him so that's pass interference you can't right. touch the guy right you're just gonna assault. You're gonna get more. I think, and Saints fans like absolutely love this now. But just wait until you get screwed because you're touching the receiver down right. the field. Yeah, what's well, gonna be really? That's another question I had actually on our sheet is when? How long until the Lions get screwed out of a win? I think we get based screwed first of out of it. Yeah, I really do because, and that's. And no, no offense to some of our defensive backs. Right. Someone like Slay, he's very hands on. Right. When exactly. He goes, yeah, there's a lot of hand fighting going on, and yeah. that hand fighting after five yards. You could just throw the ball up. Oh, pi, and then you. That's what's going to happen too. More than anything, you, you've already you've made it so that the offense has almost every advantage possible yeah. in a play. Right, any 50-50 ball, the offense has the advantage. Yes. Right, so. With that being said, now you're just adding another level to where it's just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it's an overreaction. Did they miss the call? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. No doubt about it. They missed the call, right? It's been broken down 100 times, even on this show. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it yes. archives. But I agree with you 100%, right? It's going to lengthen time, it's going to cause less calls to be made. Right, mm-hmm. and another thing that I don't think people are thinking about, right? Say Patricia challenges one, right, and then we challenge a turnover, whatever, or not a turnover, but we challenge something else, spot of the ball, and we lose it, right? Now you're out of challenges. Yeah, that's another and, issue. And and now when something actually happens, where no, he didn't cross the plane, or this, that, whatever, we didn't get the first down, he got the first down, you know, whatever the case is, now. I don't have any more challenges I because think- I had a challenge of pass interference call that wasn't a pi because you called it wrong. 
and the booth didn't buzz you because it's not an automatic booth review anymore. It's only in the two minutes it's a booth yeah. review. So now I have to challenge because they just threw a 60-yard bomb and they're on my five-yard line because you missed a call yes. again. So now I have to challenge it. Now, yeah. thanks for giving me the ability to do so, but rather than that, why not just A, explain what pass interference is because nobody knows anymore no. either. It's almost as bad as the catch rule. Yeah. So you didn't change what pass interference means. So it's still going to be subjective. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're giving coaches ability to challenge, but at the same time... You're not giving them like more challenges. No, you're so. not giving them more because you don't want to lengthen the game. But at the same time, you have to then be forcing a coach's hand, oh, well, if you think I messed up, you better challenge it. But if I need that challenge yeah. on a third and in inches... That's why and some of these now, yeah. it's not even going to benefit because it could be pass interference, right. but then you have to weigh in. Is it do you does it matter? Does enough? it matter enough to me? If a big thing happens in the first quarter and they don't challenge and you lose by four or something, yeah. right? And now you know Patricia's gonna that's gonna happen. Well, why didn't you challenge the PI? They don't score that touchdown. We would have won. Exactly. The, you know what I mean? And you're like, you can't know that going. I know that's already gonna be something we're gonna have a conversation about yeah. as the season goes. Well, why didn't Patricia challenge that call? Yeah, whatever, but. It's, it's it is ugh. something I'm gonna bring up when we talk about Stafford. The yeah. hindsight is yeah. tw- definitely 2020 about right. some of this stuff. Absolutely. Where like at the moment, it's seems like a great idea on paper, yes. right? And I think Quinn even made a great point in his press conference is that he said, "I always try to look at when it comes to new league rules, what is what is the unintended outcome? Yes. Right? What is the okay? We're making this rule great." But what about when this happens, right? What about when this one thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me right now that in a game that we're going to throw a touchdown pass, right? And then, or the other team, we're going to intercept, Slay's going to intercept the ball in the end zone, right? To clinch the game for us. No, challenge. Now it's PI. Now they get an untimed down in the at the one yard line, which is a touchdown yeah. 99% of the time. So that's what's going to cost some teams. It's going to cost more than one team. During Definitely. this year, and I feel like this is going to be a total disaster. Yeah. It's an overreaction to a bad call. Yeah. Get better officials, understand what this game means, right? Yeah. I'd almost think of it this way. I was trying to think of a, of a compromise. What if it was still a only way that they could do this is if it came from the booth? That's the, So you can't challenge it, right? But similar to like a turnover or a touchdown, right? If that happens, it, it doesn't stop the game of play. Mm-hmm. Right, but if it's called or not called, right? There's at least there's always something happening where it's upstairs. Okay, we're looking at that play. Hold on, we may need to review that anyway. Rather my, than I think my problem, my only concern with that is I feel like they won't ever change like do anything right. about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like like there'll be an obvious one, right? And then you'll have Sean Payton running down screaming like, chat right. like booth right. it, booth it, right. and exactly. they're not going to because yes. they're like. I don't, I don't think it was enough. Right. Because it's such well, because the booth thing. is coming from... The, that's what I'm saying. So if it comes from the league, right, that, you know, yeah. where you challenge and, the, and somebody else But, like, else the league doesn't... York, but that's my thing right. is, like, that challenge helps so, like, the yeah. coach can, right. might be like, we're doing this right now. Right. Like, there's yeah. no option. You are going to look over this play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. I just think, I just think in the long term, it's going <sighs> to ruin... It's going to ruin because, like we said, the yeah. first quarter, you're going to have a deep bomb, and you're like, that's pass interference, but do I... Do I challenge, do I challenge it? it? Because it if I it? don't, I've now lost the timeout. I've lost the challenge, so there's no way. I only have one challenge left now, so i got to hope and hold on to that. Yeah. There's just a whole other level of complexity that you're adding to this, and I, I agree with you. It's it's an overreaction to a bad call. Yes. If 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 the refs would have just got it right, right, I think that those refs should have been fined or something. It's your job at the end of the day. It's amazing to me. 
The NFL is one of the few professional leagues where their refs are not full-time employees. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid to me, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's so dumb. Like, they should just be full-time employees. But it's I'm just waiting for us to come on here week five against the Packers or something stupid, right? We, you know, make a great play. You know, Tracy Walker makes a great, yeah. you know, game, you know, game-saving interception. Ah, oh, no, P.I., Aaron Rodgers well, hits somebody for the first I think time. it's very subjective because why can't you just do all penalties then? Exactly. Because, you know what, this saves? Well, this holding, this, that, no, this other thing. No, that Packers game when yeah. they throw the Hail Mary in the face mask? Right. Why can't I challenge the face mask? Right, because it wasn't a face, it wasn't mask. face mask. Exactly. But then that's, and then that's going to start the argument of, well, defensive holding. Let's go challenge that. Right. I think that's going to be a big issue. Yes. It's not pass interference. It's defensive holding. It's different. Yes, that's exactly. That's a great call, too, because if I'm a, if I'm a defender, I'm going to be – I would rather be called for defense. Well, get the first down. That's only five yards. Yeah. I'll stop you on the next play. I'll live to fight another day. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I think that if they would have at least – if they're going to make this challengeable, you need to set a limit then on yardage. It needs to be like college. Yeah. It needs to be the 15 yards and be done with it. That yes. way, no team can ever lose a game – on a pass interference call because somebody's going to lose a game within the first eight weeks of the season next year yeah. on this call on one of these and it's going to be a total cluster yeah. bleep because because of this I think it's a total overreaction to what what was what it's intended like I said sounds great on paper right oh great we can challenge it you know awesome but when it blows up in your face. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I th- it's and bad. I think I think a big oh. thing is I think the Saints are going to get it blown up, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be like, "Well, what was that?" And we're like, yeah, you're ex- the ones that wanted to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think I think they're going to be in the playoffs next year, yep. and they're going to get away with passing interference for a second or something, yeah. and then they're going to get the challenge thrown on them, and then they're going to be like, "Right, what?" Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't like, a pi. Okay, well the refs didn't call it, and then you because of what happened to you before, yeah. you now want this to happen. Yeah, so it's now a they're rule named after you. So now they are going to challenge and then beat you yeah, because exactly. they challenge you. Right, and I think 100%. that's and let's let's be honest about that game, and we even talked about it. Yeah, that pi call the pi call was bad. You can still win the game though. Yeah, you that's could've. that's the yeah. annoying thing yeah, exactly. where like like I'm you had it about, to overtime. How, you got the ball first. You could have went down. How how mad I am about the Lions play? I think it was as overreacted. Yeah. everywhere else because it happened like early fourth quarter right. and we were up like ten. Right, like just go win the game. Like right. I know it's an awful call and it really like hurt us. Right, but go win the game though. You're up double digits. Right. Which, which yeah. is like, like it's such a. If it was like the last play of the game in overtime or something, and then they got like one extra right. point, and then they. That's got why the hail mary against the Lions affects me more than that one does, just because the yeah. face mask cost us the game. Like initially like, cost exactly. Us. Yeah. Right. Like we had them, we won the game, and then oh no, never mind. We're gonna and then they threw the it, and exactly. then that's what happened. Yes, yes. that's why I it's, agree. Yeah, it's it's a rough go. I'm I'm very interested to see. I can't wait for us to get on here and talk about how either the Lions benefited, yeah, right, or get screwed out of another yeah. win, ten second runoff style. All no, we'll definitely again. get hit with a. You know, Slay, I mean, that was pass interference, not defensive holding. Right. Like, they'll change the call yes. from defensive holding yes. to pass yeah. interference I know. just to screw us. I know. Yeah, and it's going to be amazing. St- it's going to get stupid really quickly. But, all right, coming out of that, too, out of this league rule thing, is well, there was a rumor that was floated out there by, you know, some people from the Miami Herald. It's been talked to death on 97.1, the ticket of local radio station here. But I kind of wanted to take some time to address it here on our show because I feel like we bring a more level-headed kind of talk when it comes to Matt Stafford. We're not so anti-number nine here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the Dolphins basically called in last year, beginning of last season, and wanted to see if they could trade for Matthew Stafford. They wanted to make a trade. They wanted to see what it would take to get him. And according to the reports... 
Um, depending on who you believe, the Lions basically shut it down immediately. Before yeah. talks even began, Dave Burkett saying that, you know, Quinn is saying that the talks never even happened. Nothing ever happened. No phone call was made, right? Which, mm-hmm. you know, who would make that up? But at the same time, I understand why you're saying that. So, for me, are you surprised that the Lions, or that, that another team called the Lions about Stafford? No, I'm not. I'm actually shocked that not more teams have called about Stafford. Yeah. Um, some teams like Denver that have always had quarterback issues ever right. since Peyton Manning. At least that it's been reported, right? Yeah. yeah. Or like Jacksonville last couple mm-hmm. of years with Blake mm-hmm. Brodels. You get to the AFC Championship and you're like that one step and you don't think Stafford can bring you over that one step. I right. think with it's crazy defense, to me. Yeah. Um, so some of those teams I'm shocked that like mm-hmm. never, or at least to our knowledge, have never even like called mm-hmm. at all. And right. Miami's the only team, even though they have... Their quarterback is better than the other teams I just mentioned's quarterbacks, not by a lot, but Ryan Tannehill is better than right. Case Keenum and Blake Bortles. Yeah, who's now Tannehill's gonna be a who backup now. now. Yeah, now Tannehill's <laughs> gonna be a backup. But Tennessee, that's awesome. Um, I'm shocked that only Miami has ever done this. Right. Um, well, I mean, but well, if you listen to any kind of radio around here, you know Stafford's the devil. So yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing that. You know, that's why I wanted to bring that up at the beginning of this conversation is because I think people, I think, take for granted a little bit. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, the hindsight yeah. of Matthew Stafford. I think people will look back more. It's a similar question to LeBron James is people will dog on LeBron now, but yeah. when he's gone, you're going to look back and you're be gonna, like, wow. And that's right? great, but people will miss him yes. when he's not here because they're going to go... Wow, well, Stafford could have made that throw. Yeah, or, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when we get the new rookie in five, six, whatever year he comes in, yeah. right? It, it, it's gonna be that, that forty-yard pass that Stafford puts right in the dot between three people. Yeah. Then the new guy's gonna not be able to make it. You're gonna Stafford. Yeah, Stafford made that could have made that throw. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, Some guys come out and he sidearms it, and then like Stafford sidearmed it yeah. out of it. Yeah. And he gets the ball bad down every time. Yeah. Like it's gonna be one of those things. Like, right. Exactly. In the hindsight. Um. Do you think that now going from are you you know do you think the Lions should have listened right even at, at all because if we're taking at the reports at face value that the Lions shut it down before. Anything happened, right, before any sort of actual compensation was discussed, mm-hmm. right, where if I'm Miami, I'm calling you, hey, what is it going to take to get Stafford? Yeah, sorry, we're just not, we're not, we're not getting rid of Stafford. Besides the financial implications it would take to, to trade Stafford, which a lot of dead money would have hit your cap yeah. in the next two years to do this, but take that out of the equation for a second. Do you think they should have at least listened to see what oh, Miami was going to offer? Right. I feel because I think Miami would have offered a lot. Yeah. Un, like a weird a weird enough to like yeah. they would have been like oh a first next year's like third right and they would give you maybe a player or two yeah you're getting all this stuff and this is actually what i mean by hindsight is 2020 mm-hmm. when you look at what they did this season yeah and they went six and ten and stafford wasn't as good as everyone right. thought he was going to be right. and now we don't know what's going to happen next this next season but in the event that Stafford, say, doesn't do as well next season, maybe it wouldn't have been awful to think about right, maybe even the, accepting a trade. It. Right. Because if you get a first, a third, or whatever, and you get your next guy right. in here at 22 years old, this last season could have been his rookie season. Right. And we went 6-10 anyway. Growing, yeah, go through the growing pains of it. Yeah, and then next it. this next season you could have had right. a one, two-year vet guy coming in with this new team you're building up trying to go for right. something. So that's why I'm going hindsight 2020 on it. Yeah. At the very moment that this would have happened, I would have said no. Right. Because I, I, think, I yeah. still was and I that, still yeah. believe that Stafford could be the guy. Right. I think the I, I and this goes into my next question too. What would it have taken for you, say you're Bob Quinn, what does it take for you to get rid of Stafford? What's the compensation package before last year, right? Or even this year, to be completely honest with you. What's the compensation that you would need from from a team to get him? 
right now. Um, right? That's because the amount of money that I'm going to take a cap hit on. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest thing you have to work around. Right. I think it takes at least a couple guys. I, mean, I think a it takes. Picks. I think it takes. I think it, if nothing else, it gives. I need at least two ones and two twos. I would. I would take probably a one and two twos. Yeah. I would take one less one, but I would also put in that you need it. Like I would look at whoever my biggest cap hit, like someone like a Ziggy. Right. I would have said you have to take Ziggy. Yeah. Because if right. I'm going to lose all this dead cap, uh, I don't want Ziggy 17 million on the books either right. then. Yeah. I think like, because well, the, looking at it now, right? Say like this year, right? Even if he was on the block now, I still need because of the amount of money that I'm going to get hit with, along with the fact that I've already paid him a ton of money, right? And now he's not paying because of a signing bonus, right? Yeah. That's still being spread out through his extension that he got. Along with that, and the fact that I don't have a quarterback. So yeah. now I have to waste my top pick yeah. more than likely well, that's what I'm saying. on a quarterback. If you right? give me your first, yeah. you, now you're looking at two first round picks that you yeah. have. I need at least two ones. I would need yeah. at least two ones. At least it, like I don't need them in the same year, right? I'm not no, talking, no, I know I'm that. Not talking John Elway here, but yeah. but what I am talking is like if if a wide receiver like Odell can get a one, right? Yeah. Then I need at least two for a guy like Stafford because in my opinion, right, and take this for what you will, he's still top ten quarterback. I think overall, right now, the way I look at it, right, I take I take guys because you know, like, I understand he's not, he's not Rodgers. I get it, right, but he's better than Kirk Cousins, okay. So he's better than he's better than most quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. So with that being I said, think, I think it's a very hard comparison because oh, well, um, yeah, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a baseball game right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, in hindsight, there's a lot of young guys out there right now, so yeah. like. It, it's going to take time for me to really go, like, like you don't really know how Mitch Trubisky really is. Right, he's had I a couple agree. good teams and stuff. Yeah. Like, some of these guys, Patrick Mahomes, you don't know if he's going to, Carson yeah. Wentz. There's a lot of names out there right now that I'm like, I don't know. If, like, people go, oh, Wentz is so much better than Stafford. I go. And then you go, really? And then and you then go. And you really look at it and you go. And then, uh, but it's one of those things where, like, he hasn't played the whole season. Exactly. Trubisky, yeah. I'm like. He had a great defense with him, and Stafford's not with good defense. Like, right. it's there's just, so many, there's so many variables, variables into it that like, no doubt. it's hard no to doubt. go. Like, there's like a top five that's like definitive top five, and then after that, I'm kind of like, there's right. so many new guys and right. stuff in new places. I agree. It's hard to look I, like, at. Yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm, a, you know, I'm not thrilled that they didn't at least entertain it. Right, I'm a big Stafford guy. It's well documented on this show, but at the same time, I'm not mad at them for being like, no, he's our quarterback. Like we can. Think oh we no, can I'm not mad at that. At all. I think the problem I have with this conversation is that when people come out and say, well, it's clear we're never going to win anything with them. It's we haven't done anything. But if we're using that logic, you might as well sell the team. Might as well not have a team. We've never won anything, so it's clear you're not. You didn't win with Kelvin. You didn't win with Barry. So it's clear at that point that you should just get rid of everybody. That's the yeah. like that my mindset to me. Where well, we've never won anything, so we might as well just get rid of him. Why is he different? Is it just because of cap hit? Because Calvin was making crap tons of money, and yeah. Calvin never won anything. And I get it. It's the quarterback position. I understand, yeah. but. If we're going with the mindset of, well, we're going to suck anyway, we're always going to suck, so we might as well give away every possible asset yeah. possible, then then why are we even talking about well, it? Well, I look at that. If, if that's like, I don't think that's always the situation, but then yeah. like, you shouldn't be a fan then. Right. If you don't think we're ever going to no win kidding. anything. Yeah, exactly. Then, like, well, it, it, it's you know one of those mean? things to where I look at, I look, that's why I'm such a, a fan of him because I've never felt more confident in a team of, of a Lions team. Since we've had him, right? Like, yeah. you look back at the revolving door of people we had at quarterback for the longest time. Who would you rather be right now, Miami or Detroit? 
Yeah, I don't know. Detroit, right? Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who would you rather be right I now? I think Minnesota or Detroit with your quarterback situation. Um, I would say Detroit, but I would say also you have to look at the team aspect. Quarterback-wise, you That's what I'm Detroit. saying. I'm saying quarterback-wise. Yeah. Just in that position room, are you more comfortable going in with Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford? Oh, I would probably say Stafford. Right. I think it's actually a lot closer than we think, though. I agree with that. I think Cousins had a terrible... Well, I'm just yeah. talking... But it's from a monetary perspective, performance, all yeah. that good stuff, right? That is, I'm just saying like the whole package as a yeah. whole, right? As the years go by, whether it's Goff, whether it's Mahomes, whether it's whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep getting these extensions, right? It's going to, it's just, it all, it's a regression back to the mean, right? Yeah. And he'll be the 15th highest paid quarterback again. Yeah. It's just what happens, right? So it, those kind of situations to me, they just, they boggle my mind because we're going to look back at the end of his career, right? Pray to God we win a playoff game, right? I really do. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to look back and be like, yeah, we, we missed out on some opportunities, but man, there were some moments. In I'm there really just wondering you know, my man. luck for the my one man from college. I really want. I know, I know, and that's fine. Listen, if we don't <laughs> do anything and he's terrible the next two years, I'm all for Trevor Lawrence, right? You suck. Trade up, go get your guy and be done yeah. with it. I'm totally cool with that, but I'm not ready to pull the plug on number nine yet because yeah. we, because what he had in the past five years, he had one bad season, right? Yeah. I mean, he threw almost thirty touchdowns. He threw thirty touchdowns two years ago. Mm. Calm it down. But all right, let's go now to. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna preview WrestleMania here. It's the biggest weekend of the wrestling world. Don't even don't even at me. It's not. It is. <laughs> We've got NXT Takeover. We got WrestleMania and this G One Supercard, yeah. which is a combination of both Ring of Honor and New Japan. So, like, let's just go right into it, man. I mean, I, I, we're not gonna go through the entire cards. We'll save that for our next quick hitter episode. So stay tuned for that later this week. But give me just first off a level of excitement. For this weekend, because there's gonna be a lot of wrestling that we're watching coming yeah, out here next I'm, weekend. I'm gonna get so. my butt crabs in my I, I know. Bag, like all set up up here. We have three get your TVs. Groove. We have three TVs up here that's yeah. gonna be playing get everything. Your groove on. I mean, like, I mean, so much stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, NXT Takeover on Friday. We got G1. We got WrestleMania. Yeah. I think WrestleMania is gonna be the worst card of them all, but it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't it always? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I know. It's, I know. It never. It hasn't been to par, I don't think, since 31. I think that was the last one. I was like, good. Right. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, I we even talked about the other day where yeah. we, we went through 32, 33, and 34, and we we forgot the stuff that happened on each yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, that one thing happened, Yeah, right? we're like, yeah. yeah oh, the yeah. Hardys came back. Okay, that was the one thing. That was at 32, I mean, 34, 33. Right, yeah, exactly. We, yeah. Like, it's, you can it, go through oh, 1 through 30 and be like, there's moments in there that you yeah. oh, this happened. This Even moment. to 31, you have the Rollins cash. Yes. Like, you have moments. Exactly. 32 through 34 was just kind of, well, I guess 33 had to take a retiring. Air quotes. Yeah, right. But then, that would that would have been the moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. So give it. But just anyway. I mean, are you how excited are you for this weekend? Right. Is it is it because it's WrestleMania? Even to say if NXT Takeover and G One weren't a thing, right? Would you still be as hyped up, or does it? Do you need all of this? Right. And is it too much? Is it is it a bombardment of wrestling right now? Because no, some people could argue that it's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I I would say it's a lot if it's all like the. I want to throw right. a lot of shade here. If it's all the quality of like what WrestleMania probably will be mm-hmm. and stuff, then I'll be like, it's just a lot and it's not enjoyable. Yeah. But for the card that NXT has put out right. and what that the expectation for that, the yeah. card that New Japan and Ring of Honor put out, that should be fantastic. There's, yeah. I think we talked about. There's like eight matches yeah. that we're like, oh we're gonna, gosh, right. like we're gonna hold our breath during. Yep. Out of eleven. Yep. And then you have the Mania card, which I think does have potential. Some potential, high high potential. Po- some potential high points, but then there's also a lot of potential 
night potential. There's going to be a lot of low points in this right. show, too. I think because of how big WrestleMania has gotten now, I mean, yeah. 17 matches, Yeah, that's a lot. I'm really hoping, though, that like the ones that we don't care about as much, say the the Royal or the Rumbles and the yeah. whatever, the Cruiserweight title. I, right. I want to see on the main show, but they won't. Right. All, all those matches just go on the two-hour pre-show, right. and then you start off with, like, some actual good matches. Right, the yeah. Like, really I, yeah, I mean, it's always, it always starts out pretty hot, right? You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see if, you know, whatever. I, would, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if Mysterio Samojo opened or something. Yeah, right. I wouldn't be surprised either. Right? A good that's quality a, that's a match good, yeah. that's going to come in for 12 minutes. Or Shane and Miz or something will be like right. something to start. Yes, so to kind of start the show off on the right point, right? I think there's going to be matches on here that are going to drag. Like Batista Triple H, we'll after drag. the intro... Because you know they're both going to get special entrances. At and least Triple sweet. H is because, be he, awesome. because he always does. After the intro and the initial, oh my gosh, it's going to be all right. Let's buckle up because this is going to be yeah. you know or it's like, no holds barred, which we called where we knew that was coming because yeah. neither one can actually work a match anymore. Yeah. So you knew that was coming. I think like the La- like the Lashley Finn match is going to be cookie cutter as what we've seen. Yeah, in the past Finn's going to win months. with the demon exactly. Yeah, in like five minutes. Yeah, great. Yippee dippy. Um, you know. Kurt um, Angle Corbin will just be like it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be a drag. You know? It's gonna be it's way gonna too be great long. afterwards because you're like you know Kurt. You know if this is his last match for real, then you know appreciate you, but woof. But all right, give me something then with all this great content though, right? You know Rollins, Brock. We got Kofi, Daniel Bryan. We got the Triple Threat. We got Supercard. We got you know Cole yeah. and Gargano. Give me a match to you that's coming in with a lot of hype. That is gonna fall on its face. There's always one fall like Jericho. On like think Jericho Owens for the U.S. title a couple years ago, right? Where everybody was really looking forward to that. It was a whole build up of like six months worth of time from them being best friends, the list, the whole nine yards, and then it fell on its face, right? Yeah. You know, Triple H Rollins from you know a couple years ago. That kind of match where you're, yeah. you're going in, but it's just like from any card. Just give me one match you think from any card that in your mind has the potential to be like, this is going to be awesome, but for whatever reason, just kind of goes, well, that wasn't really wasn't what I was expecting. I got a couple, but I just want to see what, you, what you're going to say. Jeez, uh, that's a, a tough I know, one. right? All right. I'm you want to break it down by card? You yeah, break let's it break it down, down, break down by card. I, all right, I, I have like that. one or two. All right, give me, all right, so let's start with NXT then. Give me the one, because there's only so many matches yeah. in NXT, so we might be able to say one that one. Give me the NXT. I think, unfortunately, the tag team one's going to fall flat Yeah, for that's me. Good. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, well, when you just look at the... Maybe... I could argue maybe the Pete Dunn-Walter one might not be as good mm-hmm. as everyone expects. Like, because I love the Pete Dunn matches. Right. That one could fall. I think the tag team won't be very intriguing to watch. Right. But it's a very... Predict- it's the only one that I'm like, that's a very predictable outcome. Right. And so I'm like, you know War Raiders are going to win and they're going to get called <laughs> up. Like, you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay, give me Preview. give me give me G one then, because there's so much on the G one that we were talking about. But give me a match that we already know. We there's some matches on there, right? That like we know aren't gonna be the top, like yeah. the women of honor match. No offense, it's just not yeah. doing it for me. But there's some other matches on here though where you're like, whoo, man, lots of potential. But I don't know. The one I'm really nervous for, and yeah. this is gonna be very shocking. I feel right. like is the Jay White Okada match. Really, I'm very nervous. Really, for it. just be yeah. why, why? Just because think- you've seen it. When we've seen it, and I think everything that's before it, it's really going to be hard. Uh, yes. I don't think Jay White is the best worker. I agree with and that, no doubt. So no doubt. Okay, so when you look at the card, and we're going to preview it in the yeah. quick hitter, but when you look at the card, because New Japan doesn't order how the show's going to go. Exactly. So you have the Fatal 4-Way Heavyweight Tag Match, right. and then you have the IWGB uh, Junior Triple Threat Match. 
Then you have Kotobushi Tatsuya Naito. Then you have the Ring of Honor Triple Threat Ladder Match. You have those four. I know. Like, by and, then you, and, then you've got... and then you have that one. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I think the crowd's going to be so hot for those four. And then you're going to be exhausted. It's going like, to be like... It's going to be like Hogan, Rock, then Triple H, Jericho. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's Hogan, this Rock. Is happening. And then, oh, 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 great. I forgot we have this this title match still. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's going to fall flat just a little bit. Ooh, I think it'll man. be a good match, but it's going to be like... Right. I, I think it's gonna, that yeah. one be great as a main event, and it's going to be... A- Especially because that triple threat match is a ladder match, too. Lots of stuff. That's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. Give me the match from Mania that you think going in that you're, that you're looking forward to seeing but has the potential to kind of go, Meh. I'm very nervous about this Rollins-Lesnar match. Me too. Only because... Lesnar uh, can't work a match. Lesnar can't work a match. <laughs> and if somehow Lesnar wins, I might never watch WWE ever again. There's no way. There's, There's no, no way they no can way. do it. But if somehow, like mid-match like last year, they go, no, 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 no wait, Rollins isn't going to win it, I'm right. going to actually throw a fit. Yeah, I'd be pretty bummed because, out. Because like, Rollins should win. Should yeah, win. That would bum me out. Oh yeah, that's that's so bad. that's that's one I'm, I'm afraid of the. It's more of an outcome. I think right. the match will be good. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like that's the one I think I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat the most because right, I'm like you're just like just just finish, just get just it over with the best possible. Yeah. Rollins, champion. new champion, new champion, new yeah, champion. That's right, it. I'm with you 100. All right, so I'm gonna what go for the edit for the NXT show. I think Riddle Velveteen Dream, and it's this is yeah, I think so. This is why because. Riddle does not work a quote-unquote high-explosive style. He's yeah. very impactful when he does, right? But he's not a, wow, that was like super crazy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't do a lot of stuff. So I, I don't know how they're going to mesh. So I think after the initial, like, oh my gosh, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, I don't know where they go. Plus, I'm not necessarily sold on them taking the NXT North American title off of Dream. Okay. You have this whole thing of every time a North American champion defends the title, he loses the damn thing. Yeah. Happened with Cole, happened with Ricochet, happened with Gargano. So I expect Riddle to win almost just because he's the hot hand, right? Yeah. But at the same time, Dream is up there and you're like, you know. Yeah. So that one to me, the War Raiders one to me, I don't, I'm not looking forward to that as much because I know... I kind of have a feeling what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, the expectations for me oh, okay. are already kind of. Not, you've already, I've already gone on record. I'm not the biggest War Raiders fan yeah. either. So that's nothing. But um, for the G1 show, I'm going to say I, I have two. But the one that I'm almost a little more concerned about, and you're going to be mad at me for this, Osprey Jeff Cobb, and this is why, because I don't know what they're going to do, and I feel like it's. I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of impactful moves right that are going to happen. But it's, it's to me, I can appreciate the fact that, like, when Omega and Okada faced each other, right, there was a story. A lot of impactful maneuvers, right, mm-hmm. but there was a story. I feel like there's going to be no story here. I feel like Osprey's going to flip out of his mind. I feel like Cobb is going to do a lot of power moves, and they're going to flip and do all these things. But at the end of the day, Ring of Honor has done a great job of building Jeff Cobb as this unstoppable machine, yeah. right? And Osprey moving up to the heavyweight division as the, as the never champ, Right, and he's kind of trying to get out of the junior division, right? Yeah. I just don't know what they're going that's to do. I, I don't see Osprey losing. I get, I get right, that and point. that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't see Osprey losing either, either but I don't see either one losing, which makes me think, okay, it's going to be a Shamas finish. Which I hate seeing that, yeah. especially opening up. Don't build it up as a double title versus title, and then don't have a winner. No, because that'll piss me I actually, off. I could see Cop losing. It, Right, I can start. see both, but I yeah. can also not see both. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're right. So you're just like, so for me, that match, and I also think a little bit too, I hate to say it be the bear of bad news here, I don't know if that ladder match is going to be what I think it's going to be. I don't be. think so either. Because for me, I think that they'll all be willing to do stuff, but 
Jay doesn't work a high flyer style anymore. Marty has never worked a high flying style. Taven doesn't work a high no, flying style. I think it's going to be like it's, WrestleMania 10, where instead of jumping off ladders, right. I think Michaels and Ramon are right. just like beating each Crap, other up the ladders. Uh, right. I think that's what the. I almost wish they would have meant like ladder war or TLC, something else, because yeah. I feel like they could have added some more variables to it. And I also worry about the interference. Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather it just be everyone else barred from ringside and they just go at it and crown a new champion, right? Whether it's Marty, whether it's Taven, who it should be Taven, but that's another story. We'll hit that on the quick hitter too. But, um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some there's some plot holes there. I'm excited for it, super stoked for it, but I'm just concerned. And then lastly for WrestleMania, Lesnar Rollins match, absolutely, I think could be one. Um, I think though the one that I'm most concerned about is the main event. I'm really concerned, and here's why. Let's talk about this on the quick hitter too. Yeah, but I don't even know the rules for this match. I've heard multitude. Of right, things. that's another. We'll get we'll into that. Hit that what what I'm concerned about for this match is twofold. Number one, it needs to be for both titles. Right, yeah. I haven't heard if it's going to be or not, that's, but it needs to be it needs to be it needs to be both titles. Let's just say it is for my own peace of mind. Okay, but two, I don't know if Rousey can hold that match for that long, because here's the thing: you have a triple threat match, right? Because it is the main event, it's got to go more than five minutes. That's true. So she has never been in a match, truly. Like, let's be real here, right? Like, the match she was in with Nia wasn't that long, right? There was a lot of sanding there, right? Her and Charlotte, right? I think Charlotte and Becky can do a lot together, right? Okay. But if Becky's the... But if 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 Ronda is the heel, she needs to be involved the most with it. I, I think that's a good point to make. However... It, since they make it triple threat, I yeah. think they made it triple threat to because of her, that exact to fact. let her they'll, out to bail. They go at it. Yeah, and, they'll be, there'll be moments. There'll be five minute spurts where she's down, where she's dominating Becky. I agree. And then Charlotte will be like, nope. And then but she'll I don't. Her out. A WrestleMania main event though should not go seven minutes. No, I don't think it will. You know I think, I mean? it'll be, I I think, think it'll it be needs to go. Match. I think it needs to go fifteen to twenty. Right. So I think they can go it. I think Becky and Charlotte are going to carry a lot though. I agree. Right. And regardless of what Charlotte's been doing and the whole title win, which was confusing. You know, which we'll hit on in a future, you know, on this quick hitter that we keep teasing. You guys better listen to this quick hitter because there's going to be so much great wrestling knowledge coming away. But, um, but Charlotte's, you know, fantastic. Becky, obviously the hottest person in the company right now. That match to me, it's coming with so much hype and they deserve to be the main event. No doubt about it, right? They're the three hottest people in the company. They deserve to be main event. But when you're the main event, you got to deliver. Because mm-hmm. there's been too many times now where the main event hasn't delivered. Second Rock Cena, Rock, uh, Ms. Cena, right? We had, um, what was last year's main event? Um, Roman Brock did not deliver, no. right? Triple H Roman did not deliver. Triple you know? H Roman, or uh, Undertaker Roman yeah, didn't deliver Right, exactly. So you've got a lot of these matches that are just missing the mark. So for me, you cannot get overshadowed by... Rollins and Lesnar, because I think that's only going to be less than 10 minutes, but I think it's going to be a car wreck, right? I, I, I think Kofi and Daniel Bryan are going to put on a clinic, and I think Kofi's going to get some time here. So with all that stuff being said, that match being on last and being the main event, it has to deliver. And I don't know, with the amount of expectations that everybody else is putting on this match... I don't know if it lives up to the hype, which mm-hmm. scares me. Unfortunately, yep. I want it to be amazing. I, I want to be able to talk about it and be like, holy crap, that was phenomenal. I just don't know if that's going to happen. And obviously, Becky needs to win. That's yes. that's regardless. But, all right, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Episode 18, Mike. We're episode almost 18. on episode 20, for goodness sakes. Feels like we've been doing this forever. But 
Be sure, guys, like, subscribe, comment, and all that. Once again, I apologize for not having our video equipment. We will be back next week with a possible, with M. Hopefully, we'll be back with us as well. For the Merc Zone, I am the Mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.